Hi, welcome to the Sports Ed Podcast. I'm Ian. I'm Daniel. And I'm Drew. Our website is thesportsid.blogspot.com. You can follow us um, on Twitter at thesportsid.com, and we are also on Facebook at facebook.com slash thesportsid. Also part of our id network is the Cinema Id, and you can find them at thecinemaid.wordpress.com. Uh, they're looking for writers, so uh, head on over there, check out their, their dope movie stuff, and, and shoot them an email. Uh, let's get this baby started. Let's talk football. Uh, you guys want to go over the picks for week four? I think we should talk about Peyton Manning. We'll get there. <laughs> okay. Well, <laughs> so, so Ian, uh, do you do you have your picks from last week up? Yeah, I sure do. How many did you get right? I got ten right. Drew. Nice, nice. Uh, any that like really blew your mind that you got wrong? Uh, let's see. The Eagles losing to Denver? No, no, that wasn't really that surprising. I'd say probably the most surprising one I got wrong was uh, Minnesota beating Pittsburgh. I don't know why it's surprising. It just sort of is. Yeah, two terrible teams. I mean, somebody had to win. Um, but, I mean, they lost that game. Okay, and then is there, there one you're particularly proud of? Uh, yeah, I didn't really go over this. <laughs> I guess... I guess I'm like I'm really proud of the Browns for beating the Bengals, but I'm also proud of Seattle coming back. Houston, you scared me a little bit there, but you know I didn't watch any of the games. I was just getting updates on my phone because I had to work. So you know, seeing Seattle come back, you know, to make that pick correct for me was—I mean, that was awesome. I felt really good about that one. <laughs> All right, Daniel, how about you? How many did you get right? Well, uh, for the third straight week, I got nine right. Uh, pick I'm most proud of, definitely uh, calling the Lions over the Bears. And though, like, the Bears kind of made that game close at the end, it never was close. Uh, pick I'm most disappointed in, picking those damn Steelers again. That's like four straight weeks of just terribleness. You're going to quit being stubborn about that. I won't. I'll just keep picking them until they win the game. It's just <laughs> once you've gone this far. <laughs> Yeah, but like, being at casino, you know what I mean? Just, like, keep betting on black the whole time. It's like, it's red, it's red, screw it. I'm just keeping black. It's going to hit eventually, so. All right, well, uh, I got uh, 11 right, so suck it. Oh, yeah. hey, look at you. You're all aggressive. <laughs> so I'd say the, the one I, I can't believe I blew was probably the Ravens-Bills game. I mean, I know the Bills are good this year and the Ravens are bad, but still. You can't believe oh, yeah, you blew. Really? I'm pretty, I'm proud of that one too. That was man, I got that one right. Yeah. Fuck yeah. And then I'd say the one I. What's that? I said, did you guys see that game? Like, did you watch any of it or? I did not get to. Joe Flacco Dude, got picked up five times though, didn't he? Five times. Have and the Ravens, been, I think they ran the ball like nine or ten times that entire game. Like, they're just like, here, Buffalo, you just, just here. You can have this game. We don't want it. Like, I don't understand how the Ravens do that sometimes. They get into, like, this zone where, like, Ray Rice will not touch the ball for, like, four or five series. And, like, I like Flacco, but he's not that kind of quarterback. He's not, you know, A-Rod or Drew Brees or Peyton. If Flacco's throwing the ball 50 times a game, I've, if I'm a Raven fan, I'm not feeling good about that. No, I mean, well, Ray Rice is their best offensive right. weapon, and he ran the ball twice in the second half. 
I knew it was bad. Doesn't he have a, doesn't he have a hip problem? Yeah. Like, is, is that still nagging? Uh, from what I understand, it is. But I mean, he was cleared to play, so either use him or sit him for the week. Don't, don't use him twice in the second half and just let Joe Flacco throw five picks. I mean, throw the game away. Yeah. To the Buffalo Bills. Uh, let's talk about this for a second. Who would have thought the Buffalo Bills and the Cleveland Browns would have been two and two at this point? Yeah. Nobody. Yeah, they're both doing. They're both surprising as hell, especially after Cleveland's. I mean. I guess it's not really a fire sale because they only sold one dude, but right. Looked... I love I love the story at Cleveland though. Like I read this, I can't I can't remember who wrote it, where it was from, but like the caption was, <clears throat> you know, the management in Cleveland gave up on the team, but the players didn't, and I thought that that speaks volumes. Like that's definitely true. Those players are still chugging, and the coaches are still chugging. You know, they still want to win, and it, they're doing it with. You know, so few pieces. Like, no real big-name guys are in Cleveland on the offensive side of the ball. Well, well, I mean, I know Trent Richardson, the trade was, like, shocking, and we were recording as that uh, trade went down. But, I mean, if you go back and listen to that podcast, fans, I mean, I wasn't, you know, losing my mind that they traded Trent Richardson. Bullshit. That was more. Hold on. No, 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 no. Let's flash back to where you said, uh, heads up, Vikings defense, huge uh, defense to pick up in fantasy leagues. You were right along there with us with, oh, man, they're playing for next year. In fact, you said they're playing for next year. Yeah, but hold on, hold on. I never said, I never said that trading Trent Richardson was this huge deal. Like, I, I was shocked that the Colts would give up a first-round pick for a running back in today's NFL. I mean, the running back is marginalized unless you have like AD or Reggie Bush. And it doesn't make sense to like give up a first rounder for him. And if you look at Trent Richardson, the first two games in Indianapolis, it's been pedestrian at best. I mean, I mean, I understand he's a talent, but he didn't have 1500 yards and 15 touchdowns last season, but I didn't, I mean, with Trent Richardson or not, I didn't think the Browns were beating any of these teams. So what Trent Richardson is doing right now is, is, mostly just being a name and that's I mean that's fine he's he's only been there two weeks it's a complete change in systems for him so I mean he's not going to be super involved probably for the next couple of weeks but what he does is frighten defenses into stacking guys in the box so that Andrew Luck can you know read option outside or scramble outside or chuck it deep I mean he's he's making Andrew Luck's job so much easier just by being there with all due respect, I don't think any defense in the NFL is worried about Trent Richardson. Like, I don't think guys are like, man, we got to stop Trent Richardson. Like, maybe when he's on the this yeah, this he might get 3.5 yards every carry. If they go for every four downs, they might get a first down. But, they, I mean, with luck, he just, he should be better. But, you know, systems to me – are inconsequential to running backs. It's like, look, here's the hole you need to be running through. If this hole's not here, go to the next hole. It's not like, you know, he's a quarterback. He's got to like, this is our West Coast offense. This is a vertical offense. It's look, here, hand the ball off. Go A, B, or C. And, you know, I just don't think he's a big deal right now, you know. Uh, let's, I mean, let's jump back to the Browns for a second. Like, I'm really glad they're doing what they're doing. They're showing people that they still got, like, who could have predicted Brian Hoyer being this good? Like, yeah. He's played pretty well 
through these two games that he started. Um, and I mean, the teams that they're playing against haven't been that good, but you know, the Vikings have a solid defense. They're just, they're underperforming a lot. Like that defense should be really good, but people are still putting up macho points on them. You could say the same thing and, about uh, the Bengals. Yeah, this, the Bengals defense should be, you know, middle of the pack anyway, you would think. But, you know, they, they put up 17 points on them. And nobody picked the Browns this week. I'm looking, like, there were a couple people, but, you know, that was that was upset like crazy. You know, Cleveland Browns, I mean, I don't feel like they're going to do, you know, a whole lot this season. But, I mean, 7-9, and 6-10 and is definitely, you know, definitely good for them given their uh, situation. Do you guys think Hoy is the future at quarterback or they need to continue to look around? They're going to keep looking. I mean, if there's – Nobody awesome to get next year in the draft. They'll stick with him for two years, but he's not. He's not the franchise. It's it's really it's too early to tell. He's he he hasn't played a lot. You know he's been he started two games, but he was over in New England, so he trained underneath Tom Brady, and I'm sure Tom Brady showed him a thing or two. And uh, I'm pulling for him because he came out of Michigan State, which is not my favorite oh boy. Uh, college football team. But you know I I pull out of. I pull I pull for anybody that comes from U of M or Western Michigan or Michigan State. Any Michigan any college. Yeah, yeah, basically. <laughs> Got a problem with that? No. Well, fuck you. <laughs> All right, so I'm going to I'm gonna try and get back to the game that I was the most proud of for getting right, uh, and that's picking the Chargers over the Cowboys. Oh, you, you don't, don't you try to sit there and take credit for that. I picked it. I picked it. I'm not. I'm not saying I marched out on the field and like single-handedly led the Chargers to the game-winning <laughs> touchdown. I'm no. saying I picked this game right. Thank you very much. I, I picked it wrong. <clears throat> me, me as well. Cowboys lost seven straight games. Uh, they've lost seven straight times after starting a season two and one since like 2000. This little stat that's been floating around <laughs> the internet. Well, I doubt I will pick Dallas for the rest of the season. <laughs> Dallas and Pittsburgh, you're done. I'm not just, I'm not picking you. I don't know about Dallas being done, but um, well, I mean, Toast. <laughs> I I traded uh, Tony Romo straight up for. Uh, well, I traded away Philip Rivers straight up for Tony Romo this week just to cover my Aaron Rodgers buy in the fantasy league, and I regret that decision um, because Philip Rivers had a great <laughs> game here, uh, 35 for 42. Three touchdowns, 401 yards. I mean, I'm still not a Rivers uh, believer in that. Like, he's he's playing well, but I, I still feel like the crash is coming at some point. But, he, yeah. I mean, you got to give him credit. He had a hell of a game here. We, like, killed uh, Phillip Rivers after week one. We are like, making fun of him and thought he was done and having a good time making <laughs> Phillip Rivers jokes. But uh, <laughs> I guess he's not done yet. <laughs> i just say that. He's not done yet. Maybe North Turner, like – why? Why are you turning to Drew? Why are you hating everyone right now? Just I, well, I don't hate everyone. I hate Jay Cutler and Philip Rivers. Those are the only two people in the world that I hate. I mean, I didn't see this game, but what I would say is uh, from the highlights I saw and from looking at the box score, uh, Antonio Gates, 10 receptions for 136 yards. And from the highlights I saw, it didn't even look like Philip Rivers was having – like his numbers are amazing in this game. But from what I saw, it looked like – Mostly the play calling. Um, he didn't have to like move 
very far down in his progressions. The first or second receiver was almost always open, so we didn't have to look around. He didn't have to worry about making a bad decision. He just had to, oh, Antonio Gates is, he found the hole in another zone. I'm just going to put it right to him, and he just let Gates do all the work. Well, as a Cowboy fan who watched this game, <clears throat> I'm getting my E and clearing my throat on. Here we go. But uh, <laughs> that game basically came down on defense to Maurice Claiborne and Bruce Carter getting beat repeatedly. Uh, I think the first play of the game, they targeted Brandon Carter, and then, like, the rest of the time, they're just like, wherever Maurice, I mean, Morris, there you go, the name again. Morris and uh, Bruce are at. We're just targeting them. Uh, Bruce just seems really confused playing in that zone. He'd pick up the wrong receiver at times, jump on that back too early and give up Gates behind them. Uh, Moe's actually now complaining to the staff how he doesn't like playing the zone and his shoulder, yada, yada, yada. But, I mean, it, it was just it was abysmal as a Cowboy fan to watch that defense look so passive, so confused. I mean, Antonio Gates hasn't looked that good in about, what, three seasons, and he just repeatedly burned our linebackers. It was a, it was a sad effort by the Cowboy defense. And then I don't know what happened with that offense. We were flying around the field. Dez was doing what he wanted. Miles pulls a hamstring again, and all of a sudden it just it went way downhill. It's, it's, it, I mean, it's a typical Cowboy loss. I, I should have picked against them knowing that they were going to lose that game because they always lose those games. But I guess I had, like, some fleeting hope that they could be different this season. But they're the damn Cowboys, and that's what they do. All right, yeah, so. They win a game, and then they lose one, and then they win one, and then they lose one. They get your hopes up, <laughs> and then they crush you. And that's just how they are. Well, I, I mean, they don't crush me. I'm happy every time they lose and really sad every time. So I guess they do crush my yeah, dreams a little bit. They crush me when they win. Yeah, in a different way. <laughs> okay, so just real Why quick. Just real quick here to uh, to wrap up the the picks, uh, I just want to give you the standings so far uh, because Daniel here on bottom with 27, uh, Ian 29, and Drew on top with 30. Uh, and well, actually, we got one more guy. At and actually, not I am not done yet. And actually, our only fan listener uh, is winning <laughs> with 33. <laughs> Who is this guy? Let's get him on the podcast. Uh, he's a friend of mine, Jason. Uh, I'm sure he is would do Jason it. Matthews? Yep. Yeah. yeah, I've talked to him once. <laughs> he let me drink part of his beer. Gross. <laughs> All right. It's not like we were drinking it at the same time. <laughs> Sicko. Jesus Christ. All right, so let's let's keep it moving here. Let's move on to uh, – I know Daniel threw a fit when we were coming up with the rundown. We have to talk about Peyton Manning. So let's talk about Peyton Manning. He's, He's not fit. human. He's 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 a Jesus reincarnated on the football field. I yeah, mean, I don't know how many times you watched the Broncos this year, but it's like he's a step ahead. Like he's not like making these tight throws and in the double coverage. Like these guys are wide open every time he's throwing the ball. Seemingly, like they're scoring all these points, and then you watch at least twice a game. A receiver drops an open pass that would have been a touchdown or couldn't get both feet in bounds. They're just – it's it's too damn easy for them. They have too many weapons. They, it's beautiful to watch. It's They'll choke, and they probably won't win the Super Bowl because Peyton always starts off hot. But, man, they are they are something right now. He is yeah. – Watch. Oh, go ahead. 
he is insanely accurate, and it's it's like you said, it's not just that he's accurate, but guys are wide open. Guess how many incompletions he had this week? Five. He threw 34 times. He had six incompletions. Wow, that's a pretty good percentage. Right in the middle. I mean, six incompletions and what? Four touchdowns? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, God damn. Watching that offense go to work is, I mean, Danny, you said it, it's beautiful. It's poetry in motion. Like, they know exactly mm-hmm. where the defenses are going to be at all times. And who would have thought, like, like I, I remember when John Fox was coaching Jacksonville, or not Jacksonville, Carolina. And, like, I mean, they, those were okay teams, but who, and given he does have a lot of weapons over there, but, you know, still, John Fox is a head coach of a team, well, mainly Peyton, has 16 touchdowns and zero interceptions. That's a John Fox team. I never would have predicted that, you know, especially this season. Well, see, now I don't even know what I'm talking about. I'm so excited (laughs) about Denver Broncos that I'm contradicting myself. I I just didn't expect a John Fox-led team to to come out to a 4-0 start with 16 passing touchdowns and zero interceptions. I should have, but I didn't. Yeah, I mean, it's amazing what they're able to do through the air, given the fact that their ground game is confusing at best. No Sean Moreno, Ronnie Hillman, Monty Ball, that is, like, there's no better word for it. It's, I mean, it's a clusterfuck. Every week, one of them, like, does enough to, you know, stay an NFL running back, but none of them are good. I mean, none of them deserve to be starting running backs. It's the play calling. I mean, it, it, it is because, like, when No Sean gets the ball, like, the defense is like, oh, they're running. And they're, like, scrambling to go find him. And No Sean's like, ah, I'll pick this hole. And it's, like, a huge hole. It's, it's, it, that's what's so beautiful about it. They're not making spectacular plays. It's just so damn easy. Like, I was uh, reading an article how, like, Peyton runs the offensive meetings. And he's in there, and, like, all the players, it's a player's only offensive meeting. They sit there and they talk about what's going on, how they're adjusting, uh, are they understanding the calls, things they're saying, and they're just Peyton's offensive coordinator, and they just go out there each week. And he's like teaching them how to play football offensively, professionals. And it's just like, my Lord. I mean, they're going to destroy my Cowboys this week, probably like 49-21 or something crazy like that. But we'll get into picks later, I guess, right? You think the Cowboys are going to score 21 points? Well, by default, they'll be on the field so many times. I mean, they have to get 21. Like, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I you get... yeah, right. <laughs> It'll take them, like, um, nine drives to do it, but they'll get there. So how do you guys feel about, like, you know, Peyton? He's probably going to coach after this, you would think, after he retires. Oh, if he doesn't, it's a damn shame. Because he's such a field general, like he he knows exactly what defenses are doing. Every it, it's like he's a psychic. It's insane. And you know, people who intercept Peyton Manning through his whole career, they're just lucky. They yeah. just you know they hid hid behind a guy or something, and he couldn't he couldn't see him with his mind, you know, <laughs> through this thick lineman or something, and they picked him off. Like it, it, he's insane. He, I mean, if he doesn't coach, you're right, Drew. It'll be a damn shame because. He could, this might be a little early to say this, but judging by his play on the field, I feel like he could be, like, one of the great coaches of our, like, our generation, you know? Definitely. 
Uh, I got to, before we move off of the Broncos here, a little fun fact, uh, two of them actually. In this game, three receivers had over 70 yards receiving. He spreads the ball around. Three. Eric Decker, Wes Welker, and uh, Denarius Thomas. Yeah. You said screen Denarius ran in? I did not. For a touchdown? Oh, it's just like he got touched at the five like by a flailing hand of a linebacker <laughs> desperate to grab him at last second. It was like... Who runs screens and their guys that wide open? It's just like I don't think we've said enough. We we can't continue to sing the praises of Peyton Manning for an hour because it's going to turn into a love fest. Well, we totally could do it, but it would never end. This would be the longest podcast of all time. <laughs> There's so many good things to say about those guys, but yeah, let's move on. All right, so uh, let's move on to the Lions then. I guess uh, let's move on to Hell yeah. their game against the Bears. Ian, you want to start us oh. off? Um. Well, which who who have you watched this game? Did either of you watch it? Uh, I got to see yeah. most of the second quarter. Uh, I was at work, so I, I'll I'll anything that I got to see was like highlights on NFL.com, which was Reggie Bush's 37-yard scamper after like the play after fumbling, jumped over Major Wright and you know brought it into the end zone, and then Joyt Bell. Tackling two bears at the same time <laughs> after an interception, which was pretty awesome. And then uh, Matthew Stafford's fumble to himself for a touchdown. It's just a weird game, like crazy. Yeah. Like Detroit scored 14, 14 points, was it, in 22 seconds, 25 seconds? Like, yeah. I don't know. I, I didn't watch the game, so it's unfortunate I had to work, but I, I'd rather have one of you guys talk about it, you know. Well, what – First of all, like last week, I remember we were talking about now that they found out like Joyke Bell can like run the ball. They had some sets where like Reggie was split out as a receiver and like Joyke would be the, the lone back and it kind of screwed the Bears up. They had no answer for that. Like when Reggie split out, they had no one to put on him. Like you can't put a linebacker on him. You know, you can't put a cornerback on him. The safety, then if you have a safety down the box, guess what? You know, it's hard to double Calvin. So, but the thing I took away from this game was like, the Lions' defense, especially in Dominican, and we kill this guy for all the dirty shit he does, but, man, he was destroying the Bears' offensive line. Like, wherever he lined up, he had cut. I felt like Cutler, like, halfway through this game, halfway through the first quarter, would just, like, line up and just try to find Sue and wouldn't even look downfield. He's like, where's Sue at? He's like, where's Sue? Where's Sue? I need – he had, like, happy feet, like – it was a cumulative pressure. Like, there was sometimes he'd get rattled and the pressure wasn't even there yet. I mean, the Lions' offense was just shocking, but to turn Jay Cutler over, what, we had like five interceptions, not five interceptions, but five turnovers total. Yeah. I know four, the Bears came on late. Six. Yeah. <sighs> the Bears came on late, but this, I mean, this, the Lions' defense really what stood out in this game. And besides, other than that, Reggie Bush, that's <sighs> just. Christ, man. He had, like, at one point, he had, like, 11 carries for 100 yards. Like, every time he had the ball, it was, like, 5-plus, 5-plus, 30. And I mean, this is the Reggie Bush that, like, people from USC, like, fans fans of Reggie Bush expected to see in the NFL. And he's mm-hmm. finally got the right fit for an offense, you know, the offense that supports him the most, you know. And, you know, Kelvin takes a lot of pressure 
And, you know, you got to be careful of Matthew Stafford, you know, where he hasn't, you know, impressed too much this season. He's still very dangerous and he's still got a rocket of an arm and he can put that, he can put a football through a keyhole. Um, <clears throat> it's just the perfect offense because no matter where you go, every, like the offense is dangerous and the offensive line is good for the first time in like 20 years. Yeah. Yeah. They're, yeah. Like, they're real good. Matthew Stafford has been sacked the least out of every NFL starting quarterback, which is he's been sacked three times at, and like, I don't know how many dropbacks he's had, but he's had, he's had a lot of dropbacks because Detroit is obviously a passing offense. So he's only been sacked three times though. He did have that's two fumbles in this game though. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. I mean, the one was like I said, himself, that's, but... right. That could have gone either way. That was just a stroke of luck. You know, yep. he could. Like I said, Matthew Stafford has not been great this season, but he hasn't been necessarily terrible either. He's been very middle of the pack. But he has – that's a good thing. They don't need him to be a 5,000-yard passer anymore. Like, that was one of their downfalls. They needed him to pass so much. They, needed, they put a lot on his shoulders. And, you know, there's only certain quarterbacks to me in the league, uh, four, maybe five guys who can handle that pressure, dropping back 40 to 50 times a game and <clears throat> go win you a game. I think Stafford's better when he's like picking his spots and taking his time and not being a game manager because obviously, like you said, he can make every throw. But limiting, you know, his passes just only makes them better. You know, it makes him better. So his numbers aren't going to jump off the page, but he's played real well this season. He's limited the big turnover and he's not Matthew. What do you call him? Stat Padford or whatever he was last season. Where he's like the, <laughs> Stat Padford. All these, yeah, Stat Padford. He's just like get all those late yards and touchdowns and the game was out of hand. I mean, I, I'm impressed by Matthew Stafford this season. I mean, I'm impressed by the Lions. You know, I, I, I thought they'd be nine and seven, but they got they got a look of 11, 11 win team easily. All right, so they play my Green Bay Packers this week. Who? Obviously had a buy, um, so let's let's just talk about that game right now because I know, I mean we all know who Ian's going to pick and we all know who I'm going to pick. So, Ian, why do you think Detroit's going to win? Um, <clears throat> well, I was looking at actually, you know, see, Drew, you always tell me that I'm not prepared to come into this thing, <laughs> but I was prepared this time because I was looking into this game and. The amount of pass yards against Green Bay's defense has decreased every week, which means their defense is, you know, sort of communicating, coming to, together more. Like I but also over that time, they've been playing less and less strong teams. So going into this week, playing the leader of the NFC North in the Detroit Lions is, I mean, you know, I hope they're ready because I want it to be a competitive game. But if they're not, Detroit is going to rip the Packers apart. You know, Aaron Rodgers definitely, he'll, he might get two, two tuggies. But Detroit's defense, they have, uh, eight interceptions this year through, through four games. Uh, that's two interceptions a game. And that's not even counting the fumbles. You know, like, it's, I really want it to be competitive, and I want Detroit to win it close. Um, but I, I mean, if the Packers don't come to play, having this bye week, they've had a couple weeks to prepare. Um, they've also, you know, they, but they've also been playing weaker and weaker teams as the season goes on, and then they get Detroit thrown. Like, 
just a brick wall right in the way. Uh, and Detroit is, I mean, they've really impressed me this year. I can't say enough good things about them. I'm obviously a Detroit fan, but I'm at that point right now where I start to believe, and then once once I start to believe, it's like the same, it's the, the Cowboys syndrome. Once you start to believe, they start letting you down. So I'm not going to believe yet. And Daniel, whenever he texts me, he tells me I need to believe. I'm just, I can't do it because I've been heartbroken too many times <laughs> by him. All right, well, I mean, I, I definitely think this is going to be a close game. Um, but I, I think the Packers are, are going to squeak it out. Um, but the thing that worries me is uh, the Packers are not great at stopping, like, number one big wide receivers. Like, yeah, they stopped A.J. Green, but most of the time, Calvin Johnson just tears them apart. Okay, hold on one second. A.J. Green, you're right. A.J. Green is not Calvin Johnson. No, not at all. That's, I mean, completely different animal. But, I mean... My my point in that wasn't comparing the two. It was just that, like, the big-name number one receivers almost every time get Green Bay. A.J. Green was the, the one exception to that, and I don't think they're going to be able to shut down Kelvin Johnson at all, let alone like they did A.J. Green. Um, but I think they can hope to contain him a little bit, and it would be great uh, if uh, Casey Hayward came back, because that would help. Uh, but that's probably not going to happen. That being said, the Packers are are usually really great coming off the bye, so I think this is this is the game they need. They're going to come back, bounce hard off the bye, and hopefully take this Lions team apart. If they can shut down Calvin Johnson, and all they have to worry about is Reggie Bush, it's still a concern. Um, but I think they can handle that, and I think this this run defense and this linebacking core. Can can live up to that, right? So we'll see. I, wanna, I just want to jump in real quick here. I'm gonna do my best impersonation of Drew for a second and drop some stats on you. Oh, I was just about to drop. But, my go uh, ahead. <laughs> but Mike McCarthy, the the Mike McCarthy coached Packers are a career six and one, I think, after the bye, which is nuts. It's awesome. Yeah, that's a great record. Uh, so the stats I wanted to drop was uh, actually offensively these teams look pretty similar, uh, but Green Bay has a slight edge. Total yards so far this year, uh, 455 average. These these are all averages, by the way. Uh, 455 for Green Bay, 405 for Detroit. So I mean, pretty close. And the passing and the rushing, they're both within 30 yards of each other. So again, very similar offensively. Uh, defensively, yeah, Green Bay's a little worse. Um, but like I mentioned uh, in, in my article about the Green Bay Packers defense on the Sports Id, which can be found at thesportsid.blogspot.com, uh, the Green Bay defense <laughs> gets better over time. And they're not always that great at week-to-week adjustments, but over the course of a few weeks, their defense figures their shit out and They've been getting better, and yeah, Ian, you can blame it on they've been playing worse and worse teams, but I honestly think that defense is getting better, and especially when we start getting injured players back, it's it's going to be all right. I think that this game is only going to be close because it's at Lambeau. I think this is, when you look at the Packers, this is not a team they match up well with, just because they're such a passing team, and the Lions can rush that QB. And uh, I think if Aaron Rodgers has to drop back 40 times and pass and sue when those boys can pin their ears back and just go after them, that's just going to be 
that's going to be hell for him. I mean, he's mobile. He can get out the pocket. But ideally, this is not a good matchup for the Lions. The only reason I don't think the Lions – I mean, excuse me, the Packers. The only thing I don't think the uh, Lions are getting a lot of credit is because they are the Lions. But when you look at the weapons the Lions have, the way they're front four, it's going to dominate that Packers offensive line. I mean, I believe in A-Rod doing enough to keep this game close, but I'm calling the Lions with the upset on the road. I really think they're going to beat the Packers this week. Uh, I don't I don't see any way the Packers can stop Calvin Johnson unless they double-team. If you double-team Calvin Johnson, that's a lot of Reggie Bush, and a lot of Reggie Bush against those Packer linebackers. I'm taking Reggie Bush against them every time. Uh, I think, like I said, it's only going to be close because it's that Lambeau. If this game was in Detroit, I'm calling 35 21 so I'm going Pat I'm going Lions excuse me I mean Eddie Lacy he, he is supposed to be back this week and I think that is gonna really help mitigate uh but the push I, of the front not, four if they want him off tackle and he is even remotely productive that's gonna really help out but like unbiasedly like as a guy looking on the outside end of this game you're saying Eddie Lacy I'm like who gives a fuck about Eddie Lacy? Like, well, who gives he's a not, fuck like, about Jonathan Franklin before the Bengals game, and he still managed to bust off 123 yards. He, he screwed it all up with a fumble at the end, but yeah, see, and nobody still, still nobody gives a fuck about Jonathan Franklin. <laughs> yeah. I don't, I don't think that's true at all. At the end, at the end, like Jonathan Franklin turned into Jonathan Franklin. He, you know no, what I mean? Yeah. No, no, no. He made one mistake, which can happen to any player. It happens to quarterbacks every single week. They make one mistake and they throw a pick, or it's one incompletion on third and ten, and that's the game. He made one mistake. Yeah, it was a big one, but it was still a technically simple mistake. And but just look Eddie at Lacy is line. much better than Jonathan Franklin. Look at these teams' offensive line. Look at the the lines on both teams. That's like why the I'm lines have a run the, offensive line. That's why I'm saying run him off tackle or outside because the front four are always crashing in tight in the middle they're they're gonna make the holes for you by giving you the edge by taking away the middle but the ends, saying, Detroit's defensive ends are good too like Willie Young is fast as fuck and they also got uh Israel Adonijay and they've been kicking Sue up to the defensive end position too like they've been switching up that defensive line quite yeah. a bit moving everybody around doing fakes and switches like I said before, I think, think if you take away, if you take away Aaron Rodgers off the Packers, and just like he's the only reason someone would give the Packers a chance in this game, just because of Aaron Rodgers. If you, the Lions are better everywhere else, like as a unit, maybe not individually, but as a unit, I'm taking the Lions almost everywhere else on the football field. They have a Lions have a better offensive line, they have a better defensive line. I like their safeties better. I love. The Lions receivers, obviously, and okay. running back. That is hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Lions receiver. No, but Calvin Johnson no. is—he's like he's trips by himself. He's a trip set to the right by himself because you shade the whole damn defense to look at him. Uh, and <clears throat> Calvin Johnson didn't even lead the Lions in receiving last week. You know who led him? Chris Durham. Do you know who Chris Durham is? No, he's third tight end. a second. second tight end. Or, he's like a third-year wide receiver out of Boise State. He's an inch taller than Kelvin Johnson, and he can run almost as fast. So 
don't don't just say receiver. They have receiving depth. They just picked up Kevin Ogletree today, which I'm not really that excited about. <laughs> but, but, bro, 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 like, let me stop you right there, all right? Yeah. As a Cowboys fan. You know all about you him. You're a Cowboys fan. You know all about him. But. You can't drop the Kevin Ogletree on us and be like, oh, yeah, they got Kevin Ogletree. No, look, Kevin Ogletree is horrible. I'm, I just said I'm not happy about it. But they're oh, adding crap. depth at wide receiver. All right, all right, you know? hold on. You Okay, you want to talk about them. Durham led the team in receiving. So, what, 100 yards? No. 80 yards? No. 60 yards? No. 58 yards. He led it with 58 whole yards. So, yeah, I'm sorry, but I'm still not afraid of anybody except Calvin Johnson in that receiving core. You should be. Yeah, but Do you, you remember to be afraid. Durham's diving... Do you remember Chris Durham's diving one-handed catch in the snow at Lambeau? I don't. Come on. You gotta, he he plays good it. at Lambeau, and, and this will be the second time he's played there, but he plays good. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're spending a little bit too much time on this. Um, like I said, I think it will be close, and I wouldn't be surprised if the Lions won, but I I still believe in the Packers. So let's really? move on. <laughs> let's move on here now. Uh, we already talked about the Cowboys. We already talked about the Lions. We already talked about the Packers. So let's start talking about other teams. Uh, Hold on one second. Can I, can I jump in real quick? Can we talk about teams? Like, what are, we're at the quarter mark right now. Yeah. Let's talk about teams that are really surprising us in a good way and a bad way. Like, the the uh, the Giants being 0-4 is super surprising to me. Uh, I don't know if either of you want to elaborate on that. We've spent a lot of time talking about other teams. I just kind of wanted to jump in and just say it real quick. Like, that's, I mean, you know, they have all the all the tools there. They're just not executing at all. So, I mean, I don't think they have all the tools. I think they still need a running back, and I don't think David Wilson qualifies. So, but, I mean, that's not, that's certainly not the only reason they're struggling. I mean, ugh. Well, it's shocking with the Giants because, like, they came in and you thought they had Nixon Cruz. Uh, you knew tight end was an issue for them, but you felt, hey, Nixon Cruz are going to get off. That tight end can work under the middle of one-on-one coverage a lot or, you know, just have a lot of room to operate. And it just hasn't been the case because that offensive line is so terrible. It's, yeah. like, the it's the worst line in the league. I mean, Eli's getting hit. He's getting rushed. He's not having time to read through his progressions. And Akeem Nix can't beat anyone anyone one-on-one anymore it's like this guy's game has gone quickly and uh really all there is is victor cruz and uh defensively jason jason justin tuck is finished Uh, he's just he's a shell of himself jpp is quote unquote hurt and they have no other playmakers there's there's a they have no playmakers on that team besides victor cruz and you're not going to win today's nfl with one playmaker i don't care who's throwing the ball well, it is, it's a Tom Coughlin team. So what's going to happen is they're going to go 0 and 8 and then finish the season 8 and 0 and get into the playoffs at a wild card with an 8 and 8 record and then make the Super Bowl and then win it all. Like it's, it's, that's what's going to happen. If that happens, I will brand myself on the left ass cheek with a Giants logo. Oh, God damn it. I've never Whoa. wanted anything more in my life. <laughs> Whoa. Are you serious about that? Like this is real shit? Yeah, it's real shit. That's never happened. We, we, winning the Super Bowl? It seems like making the playoffs. Will, they may win four games. I, I will take you up on that. Okay, and what happens if uh, that, that doesn't happen? I'll, I'll give you $150. Brand, no, you have to brand the Cowboy no, no. star on your ass. 
No, no, I don't want. I don't want any. Oh no, dude! <laughs> I would never do that. I would never agree to that deal. We have to. All right, we'll think about this. We'll talk about it, and then next week we'll come out with our parameters. That and the top ten quarterbacks. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, no. we're gonna have to push that to next week. We're running kind of long. <laughs> no, let's just. We can do it. Let's do it right now. I no, I don't even have a list made up. Uh, like I was kind of expecting yeah. to just blab on about the lines and pack. Jeff Hostetler, <laughs> Bill Sims, uh, Jim <laughs> Kelly, Luke McCown, Andre Ware. Let's do top ten lion quarterbacks of all time. Andre <laughs> Ware, Scott Mitchell, Gus Farad, <laughs> Joey Harrington, Tony Dunk, <laughs> Dan Orlovsky. Hey, did Tony Bakes play for the Lions? I uh, probably. I don't know. I would was he bad? He was bad that he played for Detroit. <laughs> At one oh, point man. in the Lions' history, Luke McCown was our starting quarterback. That's how bad Detroit was. Yeah. Ooh, noodle arm there. But I remember Let's in 2000, um, oh, I just one real quick thing. I was playing against my friend Dennis, man, in 2003, way back when. And I had a 52-yard <laughs> touchdown rush with Luke McCown. It was amazing. <laughs> I can't believe you That's just... enthralling podcasting right there. Madden 2003 yeah, stories, baby. I can't believe you just told a 2003 <laughs> Madden story. I just, I just shout out in case my friend Dennis is listening to that. I hope you remember that, motherfucker. <laughs> 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 All right, so let's go over one more game here before we go on to the picks. Um, Wait, I, I think we're doing uh, surprise teams out of nowhere. I thought we were doing surprise yeah, teams. Yeah, yeah. All right, all right. Let's just do Wait, real quick. Go ahead. Teams that you should you brought this well. This well, doing this well. Titans or Portland. three and one. Yeah, yeah three real Titans. I mean, I am surprised in that uh, I didn't expect them to do this well, and I do not continue to expect them to do this well. Is I mean, <laughs> I hate to say, especially with Jake Locker gone, because um, who's the replacement there? I'm all of a sudden drawing a blank. Ryan Fitzpatrick. Ryan Fitzpatrick is, I oh, think, God. an infinitely better quarterback. But I don't know. I just I don't. I see that team falling apart soon. But you both lost I, your shit when I said Ryan Fitzpatrick. You hate him or? <laughs> no, no. I like. I love Ryan Fitzpatrick. Fuck you. I love Ryan Fitzpatrick. <laughs> you have not seen many Bills games. Dude, he's he's so intelligent, like, and he's got a. Fucking kick ass beard. Yeah, like, does. who doesn't like ass beard in the NFL? Man, he's got a he hockey like a hard... beard. Seriously, yeah, he's got that mad hockey beard flow going on, and uh, like, okay. he's not. He's not okay. Those games that the Bills won in the past three years were because of Ryan Fitzpatrick, yeah. not the amazing Bills team around him. Exactly. The those Bills are yeah, they were terrible and they lost a lot of games. But the games they won, I would say credit Ryan Fitzpatrick. Are we, are we serious right now? Like, what's going on? Yeah. Ryan Fitzpatrick. I'm, I'm what's going on is you're getting schooled by Ryan Fitzpatrick. Wait, wait. <laughs> the first two things you guys brought up about Ryan Fitzpatrick was his beard, and he was smart. That was it. Like, <laughs> no one said anything else. <laughs> well, they were like, yeah, man, this guy makes all the throws. He's a great – he can read the defense. Like, he's got a hockey beard. He like, can't – You guys okay. get a hard on for hockey and, like, oh, I love it. This guy is the best. It's, Red Wings play tonight, goddammit. It's oh, so exciting. I know. I'm I'm counting down. I can't wait. Okay. Um, we can't talk about it now. Yeah. So anyway, Ryan Fitzpatrick, real shit. Here we go. No beard talk. He. Real. 
He got the highest <laughs> score on the Wonderlick. He is intelligent, and he he uses that on the field. I mean, he's borderline genius. Yeah, he doesn't have to have the greatest arm if he knows where to put the ball and he can get it somewhat there. And it's not that he has a terrible arm. He he he's I'd say he's pretty middle of the pack actually, as far as that goes. But I think because of how smart he is and that he can read defenses, uh, that would put him at least middle of the pack with this Titans team uh, in the rankings. I'd say for the rest of the season, if he played the rest of the season as their quarterback. Their season is over if Ryan Fitzpatrick is a quarterback. Like, did you guys not watch? This guy is terrible. And he's horrible. Jake Locker is awesome. He's. Did you watch Jake Locker this season? Jake Locker is balling out of control. I, I'm sorry. It, Jake Locker is. I like both of them. I I like. I actually like Jake Locker more than I like Ryan Fitzpatrick. But I'm not gonna sit here and say that the Titans are doomed without Jake Locker. Yeah. I mean, if they've made it this far with Jake Locker. Like, that's a statement in and of itself. You know, that team should still be able to win games with Ryan Fitzpatrick at the helm. I I cannot disagree more. You cannot disagree? Well, okay, I don't like, know what I... added the four at the end. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. Wow. I mean, they're not going to win this okay. week because they're playing the Chiefs, but <laughs> like, they, can win, they can still win games. <laughs> What's the over-under on how many picks Ryan Fitzpatrick throws this week? I'm saying four. I will take the under. I'm taking the I mean, under three. on that as well. I'm still taking the three. under. I'm, I'm, taking taking the under. I'm taking the over on three. Okay, okay, well, you can't do three. Uh, over-under two and a half. Day over. Okay, under. Under. All right. We'll we'll see how that turns out. We fuck, we need parameters for that shit too. Oh, here we go, Daniel. You got to set your profile pick as Ryan Fitzpatrick. Yeah. I'll put it as yeah, fine. Yeah, Ryan Fitzpatrick will be my profile for okay. two two weeks. What two weeks? Ooh, okay. Yeah, Ooh, that's and, how confident I am. And how if, confident I am. And if you win this, what do Ian and I have to do? Uh, I don't know. Maybe a little cowboy star pictures, huh? A little just the uh, star. Oh. That's it, you know. <sighs> God, my stomach just <laughs> yeah. Fuck, really? That's I'll do it. I mean, no, 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 no. I got it. I got it. Troy Aikman hoisting the NFL championship. Oh, that's what the picture should be. I hate but Troy, I like Aikman. Troy Aikman. No, I hate. I, I'm, I'm down with this. Let's do it. <laughs> I hate Troy Aikman, and not as a player. I hate Troy Aikman as a commentator because he's always stuffing words in players' mouths, and I can't stand it. You've literally seen him open someone's mouth and put words in? Yes. Every every fucking game he calls, he has, like, before the game, he'll have, like, a five-minute short little talk with them. And then he'll tell this little anecdote during the game, during the broadcast, and he'll just make up shit that the player didn't say and just act like he fucking said it. It's complete horseshit. He does it almost every game, and I can't stand it. Troy Aikman is a god, right. and you need to be respectful. Well, like no, he's a liar. Sounds like a filthy deal. liar. It sounds like a good deal to me. I'm game. Let's do it. Hey, I'll, I'll, do agree. It. I'll do it. Before this podcast started, what were the odds that we're talking about Ryan Fitzpatrick and Troy Aikman? <laughs> <just going> out <laughs> there. I don't know. Dude, this, I mean, we go off the rails so many fucking times every single podcast. Right. Yeah, let's. I want to. 
I want to get to my game here real quick before we do the picks, and we are going to start running long here. So, uh, because the Packers didn't play, I watched the Dolphins at Saints game. Um, and I just want to say, I, I know I was talking shit about Sean Payton, and he's not, like, the Jesus that everybody thinks he is. And I, I still don't think he is, but apparently he's a hell of a play caller. Um, because I think he could be he's calling plays... Better, it, He's definitely better than you gave him credit for, that's for sure. That's that's what I'm saying right now is he's better than I gave him credit for, but he is I still don't think he's, you know, the Jesus of head coaches or play callers. But uh I think if that's he called Ford. if he called plays for yeah. If he called plays for uh the Bills or the Titans, I think we would what? be arguing a lot less over who the quarterback was. You need to be respectful of Sean Payton, by the way. Why? Because because this man has single handedly turned around a five and eleven team by himself. That's I mean, the like, only like, change from last he's year. So, he might as well line up at left tackle, call the plays, and then play safety on defense. Jesus. This man is amazing. Okay, and Let's... I upset every time I watch him because he was on the Cowboys staff, and we chose Wade Phillips over Sean Payton, and it sickens sure. me every time. So do you think Sean Payton will go down as one of the greatest coaches of all time? He's going Alongside to. If only Andre he... and Lombardi and uh, Belichick. Like, do you think he's going to go down with names like that? I feel like he's going to, if only because in the first 100 games as a head coach, he has the most points and the most yards of any head coach. Dude, let I mean, the record he's gotta... show what the right. Saints were. Before Sean Payton came there, like everyone says, like the Saints, like now they're like this team in NFL. That everyone was like, "Oh man, the Saints." This team was horrible. Nobody they wanted Drew Brees bad. when he left San Diego. Nobody wanted Drew Brees. Miami wanted. Drew it was Brees. like, okay, yeah, Miami, <laughs> I remember that. Miami, Miami did. Miami, <laughs> they did. But like that was it. Like Drew Brees was on the market. Any team could have had him. And people were like, eh, we don't know. And Sean Payton saw this guy and was like. I can create a monster offensive team around this player. And I'm going to turn around the Saints. Like, the Saints were worse than the Lions, bro. No offense, Ian. They were like 4-12, 2-14 every single season. And he has turned them into a perennial winner. And the one season he was not there, they turned back into the Saints, even with all that talent. You're completely right, dude. I completely agree with you. I, I mean... You know, I I don't know how much Sean Payton had to do with the bounty situation that was going on. You know, if he had a lot to do with it, then, you know, his suspension was well-earned. But if he didn't and he took the fall for all those guys, all they're going to do is make them tr- like make them trust him more and make him an even mm-hmm. better coach and a closer team. Like they have like one of the best teams in the NFL. Okay, easily. hold on, hold on, hold on. You're implying that like they don't trust him enough, and they're still doing this well. If they trust him more, it's not like they're suddenly going to go 16-0. and 0. Like, he is as good as he is right now. That's it. Like, the team is doing really well, and good for them. But it's not like they're going to go 16-0 and 0 if they just trust him more because he took the fall. Not, that's not what I'm saying. Three. Yeah, I'm not saying they're going to go 16-0. and 0. Like, That's insanity. One team has gone 16-0, and Drew. Holy Christ. Like, if any team is going to do it this season, it's going to be the Broncos, for sure. They look unbeatable at the quarter mark of this season. Nobody's even coming close 
to putting a dent in the Broncos. And, you know, the Saints are a good team, but they're not going 16-0. and But tr- having trust in your head coach is a huge thing on a football team. If you don't trust your head coach, then, like, I mean, look at Jason but, Garrett. Do you think everybody but this trusts is a non-issue right now for the Saints. This is a non-issue right now for the Saints because they do trust him. Whether he took the fall or not, they do trust him. So this is, like, to me, it's a non-issue. It's not worth bringing up. Oh, I'm just saying, you know, like, if his, if his team around him trusts him more, like, if he's going to take the fall for him like that, dude, they'll do anything for that coach. Not like they wouldn't before, but if they would before, then they definitely wouldn't now. And I know that's a little bit convoluted because I don't fully understand what I just said. <laughs> okay, okay. All right, we, let's just, yeah, we got to keep moving here, so I'm going to wrap this up real quick, this game, before we move on to the picks. Um, Darren Spiroli's, holy shit. <laughs> I just love that pronunciation of his name. Uh, and it's not how his name's pronounced. No, I know it's name. it's yeah. I I know Daniel. It's a joke from the league. I'm the name police. Okay, really. I'm here to make Levante sure Bell says stupid name right. Yeah, yeah. So Jake Bell, Bell, Jaquan Bell, Jaquan Tavarian. Go back and listen. Listen to how this guy is with names. Holy Christ. Okay, so real quick here, uh, Tannehill. 22 for 35, 249 yards, three interceptions. I don't think he was as bad as he looked. Uh, he looked hell of athletic on his 26-yard scamper uh, that he had in the, I think it was the, yeah, it was the first quarter. Um, I think a lot of that was just the play calling and them not really trusting him to read through progressions. It looks like they just give him a play and tell him to hit either the first or second guy, just hurry up and get the ball out. Um Lamar Miller looked pretty good, 11 for 62 and a touchdown. They really went away from the run game um, by the, like the second quarter because they were just starting to fall behind. But that their first and second drive, they were just dominating the Saints' defense with Lamar Miller. They were running all over them. Uh, yeah, I think yeah Miami lost this game, but I don't think this means that they're awful. I know I said last week that this is a test for them, and if they won close, it would be proof that the Dolphins are good. Um, and the game wasn't exactly close. Dolphins lost 17-38, to but I still think that they're going to be a halfway decent team. It's, I, I can see them easily getting eight wins. Um, can we just stop and talk about Ryan Tannehill for one second? Just yeah. no elaboration, just yes or no. Ryan Tannehill is the most surprising quarterback in the league right now. No. No. Yes. <laughs> Uh, Moving on. <laughs> there you have it. Okay. <laughs> All right. So let's let's move on to the picks then. Uh, yes. First game: Buffalo Bills, Cleveland Browns. Keep it fast. Yep. I know we got high on the on the Browns earlier, but I'm I'm picking the Bills in this one. Everybody's jumping on the Browns bandwagon, but you know EJ Manuel uh, will will lead the the Bills to victory uh, in Cleveland. FYI, for those that listen to every single podcast, hi, Sarah. Uh, Ian has picked the Bills every single week. <laughs> Take that. Uh, yeah, but he's only been wrong half the time. I'm going Browns because uh, the Bills have won both their games at home and lost both games on the road. I don't see them going into Cleveland, beating this lockdown Cleveland defense at home that's all of a sudden like turned into like 85 Bears, at least last week. So I got Browns. Okay. Uh, I got the Bills in this one. And, again, guys, we're trying to keep this fast. We're already over an hour. Uh, next up, we got the Saints at the Bears. 
Sean Payton and the Saints will beat the Bears. The coachless Bears. Um, I love Sean P. It's a tough game. Emotional high after Monday night on the road in Chicago. Could get a little frigidy. Uh, I like the Bears to bounce back and beat the Saints at home. Uh, oh. I got to take the Saints on this one. I think the Bears are just waiting to crumble here, and this is where it happens. Uh, next up, wow. we got the Patriots at Bengals. Uh, Patriots, easy pick. Yeah, uh, this I don't think it's easy as Ian made it seem just now, but I go Pates, Pats, man. They just gotta give these guys tons of credit, man. They just keep finding ways to do to win games, man. What a great organization. Uh, yeah, sweep it, Patriots. Tom Brady, that's it. Uh, next up, we got Lions at Packers. Uh, Ian? Uh, I think, you know, this is a real tough one. <laughs> we didn't really discuss it too much earlier. Like, we didn't really go in-depth with it. Uh, but, you know, <clears throat> it's hard. My heart wants the Lions to win, and my brain knows that the Lions win. <laughs> so I don't really know who's the heart. Come on, come on, come on. I think, I think the Lions will win this game uh, 35-33. Ooh, high scoring. Going Lions. We talked about it earlier. Uh, Lions 27, Packers 24. Late field goal, David Akers. Uh, I got the Packers over the Lions in this one, uh, 35-33. Well, same score? What a copycat. <laughs> Listen to this fuck. <laughs> Next up, we got the Chiefs at the Titans. The undefeated, hold on, everybody pause for a second. The undefeated 4-0 Kansas City Chiefs. At the uh, three the and one Tennessee Titans. There, yeah. See, this is. I think this is what Daniel was talking about earlier. This game and the next one uh, that we're about to cover. But like these, these are crazy. Ga- like, who would have thought that these would have been games people were going to discuss? You know, yeah, like, yeah. These would be game of the week. W e a k. I um, I have never been so upset that I'm going to not be able to watch a Kansas City Chiefs game. <laughs> What about Steve um, Bono and those guys? Who's that? No. Steve Bono is the quarterback of the Chiefs back in the day. You're a hundred years old, Daniel. <laughs> <laughs> I know one Bono, and he's the lead singer of U2. It's Bono, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, come on, come on. Uh, the time police over here. Uh, I went back and forth with this. If Locker was playing, I'm definitely going Titans, but Locker's not playing. Ryan shits. Patrick is throwing oh, the ball around. I'm going shit. Chiefs. Ooh, come on. Going Chiefs. I'm taking the Chiefs in this one, too. Uh, it has nothing, to do with, <laughs> has nothing to do with Ryan Fitzpatrick. Just the Chiefs' defense oh. is too good for anybody right now. They're just – the offense is moving the ball, and the defense is shutting everybody down. Uh, next up, we've got – the Seattle Seahawks at Indianapolis Colts. Um, so, Andrew Luck, next Peyton Manning, yes? No? Nah, no. There's only one Peyton Manning. I mean, Peyton Manning had a really re- rough first season at Indianapolis. and I mean, Andrew Luck did too, but, I mean, now he's fucking slinging it, bro. Uh, but I am taking the Seahawks in this game because they are insane. I'm going Colts. I think the Colts are going to win this one at home. Uh, I like Andrew Luck. I'm not the biggest fan as Ian is, but I think Colts are going to pull this one out somehow. Uh, I got the Seahawks in this one. They just keep winning. Uh, I'm going to keep picking them until they don't. Uh, next up, we got Jaguars at Rams. 
Um, okay. Now, I know you guys are going to laugh, but uh, I'm going to take Jacksonville in this game. I No explanation. I just, I think okay, that there's on. no, there's, hold on. There's no team that is worse than the Lions that went 0-16. Not even this year's Jacksonville Jaguars. So they got to win one game, and if they're going to do it, it's going to be this week against the weak-ass St. Louis Rams. Okay, so apparently you need no explanation redefined for you, because that was an explanation. <laughs> that was, it was short, though. It was a really short explanation. Yeah, Drew, stop being a dick. Let guys get their stuff out. You know what I mean? Like, if the podcast goes hour 20, it goes a fucking hour 20. Sorry. Yeah, seriously, people love it. People love this podcast, dude. Daniel, how many? How much yeah. feedback have you gotten from people that are like, this? It's, you okay. guys are awesome. My problem there was yeah, not the time. My problem was the fact that you said no explanation and then literally immediately oh, proceeded to explain. Such a fucking, fucking. Nazi over here. Holy <laughs> yeah, shit. time Nazi. Yeah, what are you going to do? Go play some Grand Theft Auto? What you got going on? You got shit going I'm, on. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Fjör. I Fjör. I, I apologize. <laughs> okay, so Ian's taking Jacksonville. Daniel. I told you last week, stop asking me about the Jaguars. I'm picking them every week. <laughs> All right, uh, I'm taking the Rams because I'm not insane. Uh, next, we've got the Ravens at the Dolphins. Uh, got Dolphins. They'll bounce back big. Uh, Joe Flacco won't. Uh, he's not going to throw as many picks, but he's not going to. He's not going to beat the Dolphins. You know, that's it. Baltimore's Baltimore's got a little Buffalo going on. Good at home, bad in the road. Taking home team. <laughs> Dolphins Trey and one. Uh, yeah, I'm taking the Dolphins, too. Uh, Ravens are kind of struggling lately, and if Ray Rice isn't 100% and they don't use him, uh, Dolphins are a good team. They're going to they're gonna make it happen. Uh, next up, we've got the Eagles at Giants. Um, <clears throat> again, same thing with Jacksonville. Jaguars, uh, the Giants got to win eventually, and I think they'll, they'll come out big at home against the division rival. And they'll pull the win out against the Eagles. Uh, raise your hand if you thought the combined record of these two teams would be one and seven going into this game. Exactly. That uh, sound is no hands in the air. Yeah, yeah. that's the sound. Uh, Nobody. Yeah. I'm, I just got to go Giants because they're at home, I guess. I, they got to win sometime, right? Uh, I'm scared about the. I'm scared of the defense at home. I guess that Chip Kelly offense. Uh, but I don't trust Vic. I don't trust – the Giants, so I flipped the coin and it landed on Giants. You have an Eagles Giants sided coin. Yeah, you know I have all my division rivals on a coin. Awesome. It's fucking, he's such. Listen, he's such a Nazi. I was dude. trying to be funny there. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah, you know, was Hitler funny? No, he wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> no, but jokes about Hitler are hilarious. All right. He's funny. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm taking the Giants in this one pretty much for the same reason as uh, Ian said. they got to win eventually. Eagles have a terrible defense, so I'm taking the Giants. Uh, do for... they have to win eventually? Do they? Yeah, they do. Tom Coughlin okay. is not going to go 0-16 in a season. Yeah. There's Eli Metton. He's going 8-0 four games from now, remember? <laughs> yeah, <and they're> <laughs> Ian already playoff, forgot the bet. Yeah. <laughs> they're going to win the Super Bowl against the 16-0 and or 18-0 and Denver Broncos. That's how it's going to happen, oh. I swear to God. Stop, yeah. stop. I live in New York. I can't, I can't, I can't deal with that. Right. I just cannot deal with that. All right, uh, the afternoon games. We've got the Panthers at the Cardinals. 
uh, Panthers. I'm going Scam Newton, baby. Uh, yeah, Carolina Panthers on this one. Six to three is going to be the score of this game. Wow. <laughs> uh, uh, the, uh, the, the Panthers will score a touchdown, but they'll miss the extra point. That's all <laughs> All right. Uh, we got the 4-0 Broncos at the Dallas Cowboys. Oh, God. Uh, I don't think really any explanation go- needs to go into any of our picks. I believe all of us are picking the Broncos, and we can move on. Well, for the Cowboy fan listening to this, my sister, I'll break it down a little bit. Uh, <clears throat> oh, Jesus. Here we go. I'm going Broncos. <laughs> I think Peyton Manning's going to throw. <laughs> That's the sound of Ian trying not to snort his beer. Uh, Broncos. <laughs> that was funny. Peyton's going to throw six touchdowns. Uh Romo's going to throw six interceptions, and we're going to lose 56 to 21. Sorry, Daniel's sister. (laughs) Okay, so for the Sunday night game, we've got the Texans at the 49ers. Uh, I got the 49ers in this one. Uh, I don't know why. Both of these teams seem pretty even, even though the, the split between them, as far as picks go, is... Heavily favoring the 49ers. I just, I don't know, both of these teams are very, very equal. Very, very average teams this year. But I gotta go 49ers. I'm going Niners. Uh, Matt Schaub deleted his Twitter account after his jersey was being burned. Uh, He's been getting uh, a lot of mentions coming at his his family, at him. Uh, I think he's starting to feel the pressure. Uh, A lot of analysts have been killing this guy. That pick he threw last week was just, just abysmal. Just did you see that? He like threw up his back foot across his body. Richard Sherman's like, "Thank you." It's, uh, I think he's mentally destroyed. And I think the Niners run roughshod over the Texans. Uh, I think, yeah, I think the Forty Nineers are gonna win this one. I also think uh, Baltimore has terrible fans, by the way. Um, but yeah, I'm taking the Niners over the Texans in this one. Texans put up a valiant fight last week, but I think the 49ers are, are just waiting to to bounce back and stop being a mediocre team, and this might be the game. Uh, next up, we've got the late Sunday night game, the Chargers at Raiders. Uh, Chargers. I'm going Raiders. Whoa. Division rival. Yeah, division rival. Usually the Raiders beat someone in the division. They ain't beating the Broncos. They ain't beating the Chiefs, so... Got to be the Chargers, so they'll win this one. But soon as because you know what the Chargers, as soon as they start get going, man, they always start crashing back. They're like the Cowboys, you know. They're just like as soon as you're like, man, the Chargers here they come, they go drop a sh- freaking turd against the Raiders or the Jaguars or something. And Rivers throws four picks, and we get River Face. So I think a lot of Rivers Face tonight. I mean Sunday night. I'm going 21-17 Raiders? Question mark? <laughs> that was a question? <laughs> <laughs> All right, and the Monday night game, the New York Jets. Wait, at- Drew, what? who are you, who are picking? you picking? Oh, I'm Jeez, this guy flies into the damn podcast. I'm sorry, oh. I thought it he was... Done- I- you haven't done this since week one. All right, I thought it was obvious, uh, but I'm taking the Chargers. So the it's Monday night... Obvious. 
the Mond- it's the Raiders, it's obvious. So the Monday night game is the Jets at Falcons. This guy. Let me let me give you a little little insight on fucking Drew. Oh, he God. never get him, picks get him, Jets. Ever. Get him. This guy like games like oh my god. This is why I'm like almost leading the picks can pick up is because I actually do pick upsets. Drew just looks at the green bars, whichever's most full, he picks that team. Really? Ooh. Ooh. Yeah, shots fired. Okay, here, let's let's pull up my last week's picks. Uh, Ooh. Son of a bitch. That's good. I I feel, yeah, yeah, there we go. I feel a little tension right here, Drew. Oh, this is fucking this week's picks. God damn it. Okay. Let's refresh. (laughs) (laughs) Let's see, I picked the Lions, not the favorite. Uh, I picked the Vikings, but that was kind of a split there. I picked the Chargers. I picked the Patriots, who were technically an underdog in that game. What did the green bar what do you say? Mean technically, I'm, yeah, I'm, what I'm, did the green bars say, Drew? That's what we're no, going. No, I know, by. and that's what I'm going by. The Patriots had less people picking them than the Falcons did, and I picked the Patriots. I also picked the Dolphins, who had almost nobody picking them against the Saints. Remember that? Yeah. But I picked them too. Yeah. Oh, so. Okay, so you <laughs> did it. So automatically, that means I. That's, it doesn't matter if I did. That's not the point, because I picked them. Oh, right. <laughs> I don't even know what the argument is anymore. That I always <laughs> pick the the favorite, which is not true. Let's just move on. I'm sorry I attacked you, Drew. Can we just be friends again? Okay. Of course not, because Drew's a fucking fickle <laughs> asshole. I just said, okay. <laughs> oh, man. You got boy, this podcast has gone to shit, boy. This podcast has gone to hell. The last three minutes, man. Oh, I gotta love it. Okay, Falcons, Jets. <laughs> Falcons, 2420. <laughs> I like the Falcons. Thirty-one seventeen. Uh, I'm taking the Falcons too, and I have no idea what the score is going to be. <laughs> I don't know what's so funny, but it's funny. I, I don't either. Oh, the green bar is almost full. <laughs> and you didn't you didn't pick any teams that are favorites. No, I did. Okay, actually. I, um, I don't look at the are. green bars when I pick them. I just pick who I think's going to win. I can't help it if other people agree with me. I just like hearing you get angry. <laughs> yeah, that's the best. Because oh, we, can't bust on you. Yeah, we can't bust on you because the Packers didn't play this week, so we're finding new ways to fuck with you, I think. That's what we're on this. This is oh, bullshit. No. Next week is going to be hellacious for you, Drew. It's going to be oh, hellacious. Drew. Drew, let me tell you something, I'm boy. Ca- I'm calling it sick if they lose. You Packers lose next week? No podcast. Oh my god! <laughs> no, that's not fair. You can't do that. Just because you, you edit it and upload it doesn't mean we can't have a podcast. <laughs> if you can find somebody else to record, edit, and upload, go for it. If you don't record our next <laughs> podcast next week, you're a pussy. Because I'm showing up if the Lions lose, which they won't. Well, I'm showing up. You know I'll show up. You know I will. Yeah, this like is too much fun. <laughs> <laughs> I have a feeling it's a lot more fun for you guys than it is for me. I don't oh, know. I don't know why. I don't know why I was chosen as the dude to shit all over. But 
<laughs> we don't shit on you all the time. Uh, well, we're we're at an, uh, about an hour and twenty minutes now, so it sounds like we're gonna have to push top ten quarterbacks to next week, folks. Sorry to disappoint all of you with that again. Top ten pack of quarterbacks: Don Majowski, uh, uh, Matt Flynn. Matt Flynn. That's it. <laughs> Matt Flynn is a permanent backup quarterback, no matter where he goes. It, it's like it's sad, and I'm amazed that week. he hasn't like. Flipped out and shot up a Walmart or something. Wow! Like, oh, too soon. Too soon. He's a, he go everywhere he goes. He's expected to be the starter, and he gets beat out by a rookie. The last he's third two plays, right now. That's so sad. I feel bad for the guy. He's starting in Oakland this week. No, no, he's third string. He's he's prior starting. They bumped him the third. They demoted him the third string. Uh, I thought Pryor wasn't playing this week. Could have swore. I just read What's before the podcast at? started that Flynn was playing. Uh, I, I thought I read right before it that Pryor was good to go. Huh? Right. Yeah. My I'm sources sorry. tell me that. <laughs> My Google tells me. <laughs> <laughs> hey, on the blog spot, we got a NBA preview part one. Yep. Call me. Oh yeah. Uh, get some Daniel. Daniel there. just. Uh, Dan- Daniel just uploaded a 5,700-word article, and that's cut down. It's yeah. cut down from yeah. about 5,880 words. So, so you, you want to read it. It's it's definitely worth reading, but pack some snacks because you're in for a haul. Yeah, it's a long one. It's, it's a, it's a I, trip. Uh, and also – go, go ahead. Sorry. No, go ahead. I would like to apologize to Bulls and Cavalier fans. Uh, I kind of destroyed your hopes and dreams this season, especially Cavalier fans. All right, and if you want to check that out, again, that is on the sportsid.blogspot.com. Uh, yesterday, or sorry, the day before yesterday, uh, Ian and I also recorded a hockey podcast uh, with special guest Pete. Um, so that is From also- uh, Beer, Beer and Loathing. Uh, Pete's podcast is called Beer and Loathing. It's Beer and the letter N and Loathing. So, yeah, check that out because it's really funny. It's really and, entertaining. And also we might be on it soon. Yeah, so look forward to that, folks. Yep. Uh, and again, make sure to follow us on Twitter, at TheSportsID, uh, Facebook.com slash TheSportsID, and again, email us, TheSportsID at gmail.com. Uh, this has been our NFL Week 5. Oh, oh, oh hold up. Real quick, yeah. real quick. Yeah. Uh, the Cinema Id, and, uh, the, the first uh, sister blog in the Id blog network, so check that out, the Cinema Id. WordPress.com. Uh, I'm a contributing author on that. My friend Cody is running it. He's also the editor of the Sports It. So, you know, like us on Facebook. Everything's all the same. Facebook and uh, and we're on WordPress instead of Blogspot. So, yeah, check that one out, guys. Got a bunch of new reviews that just went up there uh, yesterday or this morning. One of the two. Yeah, this morning. Yeah, this morning. All right, so this has been the Week 5 uh, NFL podcast for the Sports Id. I'm Drew. Ian. Oh. I'm Daniel. Thanks for listening. <laughs> that was awesome. <laughs>